Welcome to the Positive Pants Podcast. Mindset, motivation, and inspiration to help you find your positive pants. It's time to let go of negative thinking, understand why you do what you do, and stop the self-sabotage with your host, Fran Excel. Welcome to the show. As always, it's Fran Excel, your resident subconscious success mentor, helping you find your very own pair of positive pants so you can get out of your own way and live a life that you love. If you want to stop sabotaging your own success and let go of the stress, then you are in the right place, my friend. Make sure you download your free stressed to success guided meditation at bit.ly forward slash stressed to success as my little gift to you for being here. Please do subscribe, share, review. It really, really helps people that need to hear this message find us. And I so appreciate it. In the show notes, you will also find details of how you can work with me and where you can get your mitts on my meditations, products, and printables. You can also find it through the link in my bio on Instagram, which is my second favorite place to hang out. So please do come join me over there at I'm Fran Excel. Tag me in your takeaways, slide into my DMs. I am here for it. So that is the formalities over my love. So let's jump into the content. How can I change my money mindset? It's something I'm asked all the time by clients. It's something a lot of people come to me for specifically. I'm also always asking for the kinds of episodes that you guys would like to hear. And one request made me realize it's been a long time since I did an episode around money mindset. If you scroll down the episode list, you'll find how to charge your work, which is a really, really good insight. But I thought I'd do a fresh little update on the subject as it's something that comes up with all my clients at some point. So everything that I'm always talking about around self-sabotage applies to money too. We have to make the unconscious conscious and start to do things differently. Give yourself disconfirming experiences in order to make real lasting changes. You know, experiences that prove the opposite of your current beliefs. But you've got to know what those beliefs are first, right? We also need to be able to recognize when we're running an unconscious program and bring it into our conscious awareness and allow the CEO of our brain, the prefrontal cortex, to help you make some better decisions. So how do we do that? So with the first stage of my nicer framework, which I take everybody through, I I run everything through this lens. We first have to notice. That's the end. We first have to notice we might be running an unconscious program. Yeah. So we do this by being intentional and curious and asking ourselves some really good questions. So when it comes to money, what are your most common thoughts and behaviors? Grab your journals, peeps. (laughs) How are you with spending money? You might be great at spending it on things you don't need. How are you with receiving it from others? Do you allow people to buy you things or do you get awkward say, no, 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 absolutely not. Or if they buy you around in the pub, when we used to be able to go to them, do you automatically go, right, next round's on me. So there's always this kind of exchange. Yeah. How are you with spending it on yourself? And here I don't mean buying material things with this one because we're all pretty good at that <laughs> most of the time. I mean, in your own development. Investing in your own development in some way, something that will improve your life, shall we say. 
yeah? You may already be unearthing some things as we go along here. So identifying the pattern itself is super important. And then we start to look a little bit deeper. For example, in my glorious listeners question, it was specifically about how to stop associating an increase in money, congratulations, by the way, as in more clients, with having less time and burnout. So firstly, here you can see the story. The unconscious story is that having more in one area means having less in another. So to start unpicking this, we need to have a little time walk back to before we were about eight years old and ask ourselves a few questions. And these are the key ones. What did I see growing up? By that, I mean your primary caregivers, whoever that might be. So here you want to think about things like, did your parents struggle to make ends meet? Did they work super hard and then therefore not be available to you? Did promotions mean less of them for you? You can see how this can start to affect us, right? And the next thing you want to go, what did I hear growing up? So what common phrases were said in your family? Money doesn't grow on trees is a really common one. Or you have to work hard for money or um, like money doesn't come easily. For me, I had a juxtaposition. I had money doesn't grow on trees. And I also had money burns a hole in your pocket. So it, it showed up in a way of like, I, I can have it, but it, then I have to get rid of it. Yeah. So you can see how that plays out. Huh? And then the next question is, what did I model? So were there any instances of big loss? This is kind of like the behavior that you specifically saw. So it's not necessarily something that was said to you or that you were involved in, but it was more kind of what you saw your primary caregivers going through. So what did you model? What were the behaviors that you have picked up? So that could be feeling like you have to save all your money or massive purchases, frivolous purchases. Like it could be anything. What did you model? Now, there's a ton of different things that can show up here, obviously, as you can see. So um, we need to be clear. None of these things are bad or wrong. There is no blame or shame or judgment that should be going on here, particularly towards primary caregivers or anything along those lines. Understand that everyone is only ever doing their best with the resources that they have based on their own conditioning. Yeah, some of this stuff is generations old generations old then we're going to start getting into epigenetics so i shan't do that for the day but you get to break that cycle by making the unconscious conscious by stopping that behavior and once it's conscious you get the conscious choice to challenge it and change it Woohoo! we can't expect to get different results by thinking and doing the same things so we have to seek out a new lens to look through and it can feel hard to do that by yourself at first but you can either get help with it by going through it with someone else it could be a buddy it could be a coach whoever you want it to be or you can allow yourself to sit with it and seek different answers which is also a good thing to do because you're flexing that self um self-awareness muscle that that seeking answers muscle yeah so how could having more money and more clients not mean you'll have less time and head for impending burnout. And I'm just going to let you sit with that for just a moment and then share where I would go with it. So just have a think. How could having more money and clients not mean you'll have less time and head for impending burnout? 
Got a few ideas? And what's one more thing that you could do to make sure that having more money and clients does not mean that you have less time and head from pending burnout? Let me sit with it again. What's one more thing you could do? So hopefully you came up with a few little ideas there. You can see how easy this is when you ask yourself the right questions, when you actually sit with it for a little bit. So for me, on this particular one, more monies means more ability to outsource, which means more time. Yeah, but it's about being able to catch yourself in an unconscious story and starting to challenge it. So thinking this way helps you set your goals, too. So we can so often look at something and not plan for it because we think it's out of reach. It's for other people, not for you, yeah? because that's what we've seen, heard, modeled growing up. Right. But you get to change that narrative. So just because it's not something you've had before does not mean it's not for you and it's not available to you. It is. So an example in my life is having gardeners an hour per week. It's a major luxury. Oh, darling, I've got the gardeners. But it's also a lifesaver. I don't have the time, nor do I want to, mow the lawn and weed the beds and, and all of those sorts of things. It's the kind of thing that if it was my weekend that I might enjoy doing. But throughout the, knowing it's done means that I get to enjoy the extra. It becomes something that's not a chore and I get to enjoy my garden, looking out onto it and all of these different things, you know, but I like it and I appreciate it being done. I'm incredibly grateful that I get to do that. So why not pay someone who loves doing it to do it, right? And you're starting to look at these different things. And when you know what, like what you want that money to do, it's gonna be so much easier for you to get it. And I know that sounds weird and a little bit weird, but it's true. You know, paying the extra, another, another way that you can look at this kind of outsourcing, because it doesn't have to just be in your business, paying the extra to have your food delivered instead of having to go get it is another one. And funnily enough, it's actually ended up saving us time and money now. So we actually have, and thank you, COVID, for this. <laughs> we have an organic veg box delivered once per week on a subscription we get um and that's from abel and cole we get piper's farm organic meat boxes and then we just get the essential stuff like cleaning stuff and dry goods from the supermarket and get that delivered too pay the extra four pound fifty you know you'd think that would cost more but it's inadvertently saved us loads and created time right think about what you when you go into the supermarket and you're not really thinking things through like right what do I want for the week you'll have your list but you will inevitably pick up like 20 other things that you don't need right and then waste a load of time in the process but there's so much in life that you can outsource and create time when you just think outside of what you normally do you have to intentionally do that it's not just going to automatically happen so thinking outside of what you normally do or what your family has always in inverted commas inverted commas done there's that analogy that i like where somebody cooks a meatloaf and they always cut the end of the meatloaf and their husband says darling why do you cut the ends of the meatloaf and she's like i don't actually know it's just what my mum's always done so they go and ask her mum mum why do you always cut the end of, of the meatloaf off and she's like well i don't know it's what i've always it's it's what mum's always done. So they went to, to their grandparents, their grandmother, and said, Grandma, why do you always cut the edge of the meatloaf off? And she's like, oh, because it didn't fit in the tin. You see, we don't question this stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> there is always another way to look at something. You don't have to accept your first thought as fact because they're usually not. 
Time and money are incredibly precious commodities. And often our relationship with both will have some big similarities. So for example, spending on things that you don't need when you're tight on cash could look like scrolling social media when you have a big presentation to make and you're tight on time. Hoarding money could show up as telling yourself you don't have time. When if you were to actually to step back, you'd see all the ways that you could use time more effect efficiently. Yeah? It's amazing what goes on in our noggins, seemingly without our conscious knowledge, right? So honestly, grab your journal if you haven't already, if you're driving or carrying kids around or all that sort of stuff. Come back to this episode and go a little deeper on some of the questions I've asked and see if something pops up for you that makes total sense in terms of your behavior. I love helping people make sense to themselves. I hate the fact that so many people beat themselves up for who they are, how they behave and the things that they do. See how far you can challenge this. Yeah. Scarcity mindset shows up in more than ways than just money. Time, resources. If you're operating from that place right now, then please do the work to shift that around. It's more important than you think. It will affect your behavior and your progress, but it's something that can be changed. I did a reel uh, yesterday, I think it was, about who I used to be versus kind of who I am now. And I think it's a really important message. Who you are now is not who you need to be in the future or who you will be in the future. It's stripping away these layers of the onions to get back to that core of who you are, right? So just think in all this episode, what do you value more, your time or your money? There's no judgment to be made. And what would you do if you had more of either? Whatever that thing that just popped into your head was, it's possible for you. So if you got value from this and you know in your gut that now is the time to step up and start rewiring your thinking and start changing things for yourself, then book in a free discovery call so we can work out what needs to happen to get you from where you're at right now to the action-taking success you know you can be? If you want my eyes and ears on your problems, then I work with people one-on-one -on -one and through my programs. You can find all the details to book in a call in the show notes, the link in my bio on Instagram and on my website, franexcel.com. So stop waiting for if and when and choose to change things now because you 100% can. I am here to believe in you when you don't believe in yourself. And as always, I hope you found this helpful and I will see you next week. Bye.